How are you doing? Dude, I'm alive. Yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> That's the review. Um, dude, how long has it been since we've done since we've talked? I think like two and a half weeks. That's too long, man. It's too long to see your beautiful face. You know? I feel the same, dude. I feel the same. <laughs> We've been so busy. It's like dude. it's like the world just canceled COVID and nobody has time for anything. My cat is like super curious today, by the way. So she's going to, I think, <laughs> be on the podcast probably at least once or twice. She just wants hey, to sit yeah. and hang out. It's all about cat friends. Uh, my cat right now is in his uh, like 12-hour coma. He'll wake up to take a poop right at the, like the least inopportune time while I'm studying for work, and it'll make me want to vomit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your been your week been up to? Because like, if we start into mine, like I th I think it's one of those that like we'll be going for like two hours with the amount of stuff, and and it will lead into our topic, and it's just been. Uh, like let, let let's 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 start off with you first because I I know you got better impulse control when it comes to your words. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. Not, Not always. always. <laughs> um okay, so since we recorded last, let's see. Um I played in that 40k tournament. Yeah, how did that go? Did I got, you come in last? No, I got 5th place fuck yeah. yeah congrats thanks yeah not last that was the goal don't get last place not this last. time and i did it so that was good um there was another tournament this weekend that i didn't go to uh but uh that was just because of life plans otherwise i would have been in two tournaments since we recorded Jeez. last which would have been crazy but yeah 40k is like full force work is just so busy we just had our first in-person meeting uh last friday so we all got nice. together, hung out, did like our, you know, the sales hoorah party. And then we went to Top Golf and definitely did the sales hoorah party. And sure. then, did you guys um, like play ookie mouth to get it over with instantly and just like start spitting in each other's mouths for fun. And be that's like, exactly what? what we did. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we did. We just walked sure. up to each other. It was just a line of people spitting in each other's mouth. <laughs> so that's it's how like we, a back massage thing yeah. only it's spitting into each other's mouths <laughs> yep that's it that's how we greet people now um so we did that um let's see what else i redid the basement it looks the exact same prior to you but so much has changed um i changed my key light i have a light up here now nice yep right there and uh instead of right like it used to be like here but now it's like there and it's a different color of light, so that's changed. You've got some good dynamic shadows going on, but mm -hmm. it's not like like you are in like a, a murder basement, you know? It, mm -hmm. it looks very clean. It looks good. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Mm -hmm. So did that, rewired everything, uh, took a, a lot of old camera wiring out of my current setup because, you know, I was running four DSLRs for my stream for some reason. And um, it's it, nuts. It it's was, absolutely nuts. <laughs> I, I celebrate it, but it's nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. So I just have had excessive wiring just literally dangling from the ceiling since then. And like just my wiring management through my desk has been a nightmare for <laughs> basically a year since I stopped streaming. And um, finally got all that cleaned up, rewired everything. Like, dude, all my wire management, it's all in like little cable ties and tubes nice 
Nice. Uh, it feels so good. I built an extra IKEA storage thing for under my desk. So this right here, this used to be nothing. There was nothing right here. So I added another uh, IKEA yeah. storage drawer setup. I redid a bunch of the stuff behind me. It's very clean. I dig it, man. It's been a, it. it's been a busy couple of weeks, but mostly just like work, man. Work. Canceling COVID was bullshit. I don't know who decided to do that, but like everything's just happening again, and it's yeah, it's really cramping my style. It's cramping my steez, dog. Dude, last week my uh, my in laws came up to go to a you know one to hang out with us, but also we were going to a charity event for cat rescue. Uh, called Animal House here in St. Louis, and they were doing funny cat video. Uh, and whoever won the cat video won like prizes that were donated and stuff like that. So we went and, and watched it, and it was so weird because like, yeah, COVID has COVID's been canceled here for a long time. I've just been like wearing my mask and trying to be good, and I just realized that like it doesn't matter anymore. Like <laughs> the, the amount of people wearing masks is so few and far between that we're no longer moving the needle or anything. So it's just like, why be uncomfortable? Yeah. Like I'm vaccinated. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm no longer around people who are um, vulnerable to get sick. So it's just like, might as well, might as well join the crowd. And so we went to a charity event, and not a sing, not a single mask in the house. Dude, and it was, it, dude, it was wild. And you know, I gotta say, I like it. I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. And I think it's different in Colorado because it's like, yeah, eighty percent or more of the population by now. I mean, this I think was a couple months ago. It was like eighty percent of the population has been vaccinated. And so right. like that changes that dynamic quite a bit where it's like, yeah, I guess I'm comfortable with it now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just all of a sudden it's like, yeah, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Missouri is something low, like 40%, but um, it's because it's only in St. Louis and uh, Kansas City. And, yeah. and the metropolitan areas are like 70%. So it's like, you know, if I, if I, you know, bring something from the city out into the, the boondocks and get someone sick, that's their problem. <laughs> they had their shot. <laughs> like, in fact, when the uh, the vaccine was being rolled out, the um, the governor and all of his wisdom decided that he was going to make all counties get the exact same amount of vaccine. Yeah. So that means St. Louis County, which has uh, the combined St. Louis County, which you know also includes the city, even though they are uh, distinctly separate. Uh, they they got like ten thousand shots for two point two million people. <laughs> it's just like, <clears throat> and then little like bumfuck town out in the middle of nowhere, Joplin or whatever, that's got like seventy thousand people. Got ten thousand, so they were able to like, and nobody there wanted it. So that like people were driving from the city out to Joplin to get shots because they were just sitting there going to waste. It was Dude, so stupid. What the hell? Who is nobody Dude. asked that question? Somebody was like, uh. That feels like a weird our, use. Our governor sucks. He <laughs> didn't win. He was put in because our governor Greitens uh, was um, blackmailing one of his old employees for um, you know a sexual indiscretion, uh, an affair, and he got caught doing it and lying about it. Um, and you know it's like felony blackmail. Like he was doing like real shady shit. 
Uh, and so he got, he resigned in disgrace, which is, uh, it felt really good seeing him go. You're just like, ah, you know, we hardly got to know you get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But then, uh, this dude, um, pops in and I mean, it's so early in the morning that I don't even remember his name right now. That's how much he just bothers me. And, uh, guy, new guy. And then, you know, we had like three years with new guy and then, somehow new guy manages to win the election uh, and i was just like god i can't even be mad at him anymore he won fair and square like this guy like before i was just pissed at him for being shitty and now somehow he manages to win god damn it <laughs> yeah 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 it's a interesting thing the it's i don't know everything just Went back to normal. Everything's busy again. I like am just completely slammed trying to figure out how to navigate like any sort of treads of like, you know, having time to, you know, do hobbies, to do commission work and still have a job, balancing all the rest of my life, spending time with my wife and all those other very important things. It's like, how does all that work now? I feel like we're, I feel like I'm just like, how do, how do I keep this all balance while you know keeping some sort of a a like important you know keeping the things that have become important to me over the last couple years like on the forefront of my mind without completely losing the time involved in them like because i know it's not the same amount of time than peak covid right peak covid i was like i have so much time for this shit and now it's like i know i have less but it's like how do i still keep some so it's it's just trying to navigate it it goes back into my my summation that uh you know we can do whatever we want in this world but we can kind of only do one thing that we want (laughs) like we just don't have Mm -hmm. the time to do it all and so it's all just like a balance game and for jack of all trades like us who are in social butterflies the dilettantes of the world um you know, like, I think that you dedicate as much time as necessary. I know that that's like a total cop out, but it's like, I don't know yeah. how much time you got. <laughs> well, I've got this much time and this is what I want to do right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of not punishing myself for enjoying um, my time the way I want to enjoy it. <laughs> this is my cat just saying hello. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, at first i was a little afraid that we were gonna hear like a crashing of models like you know just like the cat doing the knock things off the counter but no this is pretty good like she, she's just like i yeah. want to check this place out she only does that with stuff like pin cap lids or like wrappers of like candy she'll like knock Dude. those off shelves all day but she's like yeah. she's not that interested in my miniatures which is either the best or meanest thing about her i can't quite figure it out <laughs> she's like you don't even care enough yeah. to break my shit you, <laughs> yeah. you meanie <laughs> you don't even think these are interesting you dick <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny um yeah well so what what else you've been up to like i i know i know that 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 the work thing's been hard but like how's the how's the army coming along it's good i just finished another batch of custodies that's what's sitting next to me right now i rebased everything that i had painted before um and then with your just, with your what was it lords and lads yeah La- lords, ladles, and, lords ladles. and lances my boy here lances, in there we go <laughs> and then i just painted like probably i think i painted 15 dudes last week 
Nice. Because um, it's just a dummy fast scheme. It's so fast. Sure. And that's like, that really hurts people's brains when I tell them how fast this army paints up, like at the club when I'm there on, you know, Tuesday nights, they're like, oh man, like this must take you all week to paint a couple of these. And I'm like, I painted 15 in like last Thursday. Like, what do you, Yeah. they just, they just <laughs> magically are done. And yeah, it's um, army hacks here. We're not, we're, we're not yeah, going so for that, like the Mona Lisa. We're, we're just doing it. Yeah. So I've been cruising along. So somebody the other day in my Instagram comments mentioned on one of my pictures, they're like, this scheme is what I imagine the Sudukar looks like from Dune. And I was like, holy Dune, sure. shit. Kind of does like it, it like, but only like in the new movie sense. Cause it doesn't, they're not supposed to look like that. Like in the book, but in the new movie, Kinda. And I was like, that's very interesting, actually. And so, anyways, I've been on a Dune Geek trip lately, which we talked about a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dune is so good. Dune won every award ever since the last time we recorded. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the world is a totally different place. Like, a, a bunch of people came out and, you know, were being celebrated for their skills and cinema and all we can talk about is um uh, a mental health crisis and and a physical assault <laughs> <laughs> right right which like you know there's a lot of things that that can be said about that and uh you know like uh chris rock has much better like mine than a dumb joke like that because it wasn't a good joke <laughs> like it was yeah. just like a really bad joke and you know They've he's poked fun at Jada Pinkett Smith like multiple times before, so like it shouldn't surprise anybody. But like, man, to have Will Smith like come up and slap him, like <laughs> for one, I'm like kind of all right with open hand slaps for like people who just like, oh, you crossed a line because like there's no actual physical harm done there, but like it's kind of like you know, it, it, if he wouldn't have said anything afterwards, if he just would have open hand slapped him, like. That would have been the move. That would have been the baller move. He could have just went up there, was just like, "Hey, I I I own this stage right now, and you better better respect me." Yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, it, it, you wouldn't have had to have him then ranting and raving about keeping his wife out of his mouth, and that was really just like. You're like, oh man, this dude is spiraling. <laughs> this dude is spiraling. <laughs> he is. It's hard to watch. And like knowing everything that's happened over the last couple of years makes it even more complex. Um, the open hand slap thing is, I agree with you that it's like, yeah, it's kind of awesome. It's, like, it kind if we of went back funny. to duel rules where everybody yeah. like used to love to slap people in the face and okay. I challenge you to a duel. Dude, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Did you ever play Curse of Monkey Island? Oh yeah, absolutely. With Guybrush Threepwood and the you have to Hell go yeah. get the glove to slap the guy to duel him to like be able to keep the story moving. That's what I thought yeah. of. I was like, dude, how how have we actually IRL gone to Curse of Monkey Island where we're just slapping people for like social justice again? But maybe that's yeah. what, I don't know, maybe that's not a horrible path to go down. I don't think it's a good one, but it might not be no. horrible. <laughs> it's, it's a real bad take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like if somebody slapped me, like I've got, unfortunately, like we've got a lot of rage in our family of which like is pronounced by alcoholism of which I don't drink anymore. So therefore I don't know if I would just like explode, but like if somebody would have slapped me like five years ago, like I might, 
I might fucking bite your nose off. Yeah. I might jump on you and bite your fucking face. <laughs> like, I think I would lose it. You know, it would be, we would have a Mike Tyson moment in the middle of the, sh you know, shopping mart. You know, like I, I, it is, it is a dangerous take to, to, to go, but there was a part of me that was like, you know, fuck around and find out. Here it is. <laughs> here, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. For better or for worse, I'm like, yeah, maybe, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't great, but... Uh... Yeah, but also, like, I could... I don't really care about, you know, crimes of the heart. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know why everybody's so obsessed with, you know, the star fucker aspect of our society. I'm just, like, not into at all it just doesn't make any sense to me and the fact that we're like ah, i'm like i don't, I don't know guys like it, it seems like you know when i see stuff like that like instead of seeing like a cool story of kanye west going nuts like i see like a mental health crisis where something someone one of his friends needs to like sit on his chest until he passes out and then you know like get him some therapy you know and, and like that's what I, you know like with like will smith having an outburst like that like i'm also a big fan of like like letting women stick up for themselves it's not like chris rock came out and like punched her in the face or something like that <laughs> you know like like it's just a word and then you know like like let her let her if she wants to kick his ass let her kick his ass like that's totally fine with me and uh and i that's what i i would have rather have seen because then then it would have really mattered but like i don't i don't like two seconds before he slapped him will smith was laughing yeah <laughs> until he looked over at his wife was like oh uh -oh. i shouldn't be laughing at my wife's <laughs> disease <laughs> we need to bring back celebrity death match but in like a very real non-claymation way and like let these people <laughs> cage fight to sort it out i feel like that's the only way to fix where we're at with celebrities the problem with that is you'd only have uh you bowl from remember all those really bad video game movies like house of the dead and stuff like that you bull is the only person who really wants to fight anybody you'd have you know kanye west wanting to fight uh you know uh pete davidson for no fucking reason and um you know it, it would be a real nightmare because you'd be like oh th the only people who want to fight like they're just nuts yeah <laughs> and they won't fight the people like who who want to fight they want to fight like you know fairly innocent people in well this. yeah <laughs> And then the worst part is you'd have the uh, Jake and Logan Paul would both be in the mix and would obnoxiously be winning their fights. And you'd be like, how is dude, this yeah. guy? How? How, dude? Like, yeah. I just saw this morning that they're going to line up, I think, one of the Pauls with uh, Conor McGregor in the next, like, year. And I'm like, dude, if this guy beats up Conor McGregor, fighting sports are over. Like, it's done. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't <laughs> keep allowing this to happen. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Dude, I... I have gone down the worst YouTube rabbit hole. My algorithm is so fucked up now. Like I watched one of these, like the rise and fall of videos. And I kind of forgot that like YouTube's as old as it is. And that we have like three, we've had like three waves of creators now. Mm -hmm. We've had the early ones. We've had the mid, the mid 2010s uh, where like things were, you know, like we're out of the acapellas and the song remixes of everything and the auto tuned videos. And, you know, we're into like starting to get into the cult of personality pretty heavy. And now we just have like this whole 
new uh, new class of creator on there that I don't think the platform ever knew how to handle. And so I was watching like all these old people where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I remember this guy. Like, like shoe nice. Like I always thought that name was stupid as fuck. And I always was like super like concerned about his alcohol consumption as he'd like drink an entire bottle of, you know, whiskey in one shot. And like, he's a total fucking monster now, (laughs) like a homeless jerk (laughs) who just sits there and like, you know, just he, he, his whole life had totally derailed because of his YouTube antics. And because I've gotten to the YouTube drama, uh, uh, algorithm, it doesn't show me anything that I actually want to see just shows me like real toxic, negative stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, like I forgot. And, And like, like the amount of fucking like sexual predators in them, like guys like going after 15 year old girls and shit like that. All these like pretty fucking, you know, douchebags that I didn't like then. I'm like, man, the world was not ready for YouTube, but YouTube was ready for the world. <laughs> yeah. So are you just being fed a bunch of Keemstar bullshit videos right now? Dude, I watched uh, a bunch of like, you know, Keemstar from from uh vengeance to manipulation you know video fucking keemstar like, is the worst dude, he's such a dude. fucking turd you dude, know the and like worst and and there's a bunch of them where you're like okay i can kind of see where you're coming from that but then you just like you're not a journalist <laughs> you know it'd be like you and i being like oh we're gonna catch this guy but we don't fucking know what we're doing <laughs> We shouldn't be allowed to do that. Just like all the like internet sleuths who's like, we're going to solve this fucking murder, even though like they don't have all of the evidence. They don't have all, the, the, the case is like, um, you know, still being worked. And so they're like, oh, this motherfucker killed this girl. And like, he's like, I was in Mexico at the time. And they're like, no, nah, but we're pretty sure you're going to do this. So we're going to harass you for forever. <laughs> like, you know, but we, we shouldn't be allowed to do this the fact that you and i can talk like this is nuts <laughs> the fact that people will listen to it or watch it is nuts yeah and like thank you all for subbing and you know <laughs> dinging that bell uh, <laughs> you guys are normal but, you guys are not nuts. yeah you're you guys are not nuts we really appreciate you i'm i'm, I'm just sitting back like like man we weren't we weren't ready for social media. We weren't ready for the internet to be this. And, you know, like in a normal lifespan, you have like the, the, you know, the terrible twosomes and all that stuff. It feels like the lifespan of an adult, you know, a child moving into adulthood. We are like nowhere near, like we might, might be nearing like preteen status as far as like our development of where we're at in social media and um, things like YouTube. And it's, it's really, um, disturbing and and a little depressing to to be honest you know i was just like so i need to i need to figure out something maybe just like totally f-bomb my entire like watch history and you know get the uh, a hard reset on the algorithm i need to do something because it's uh i can't i can't spend another day at work today uh listening to this toxic bullshit anymore (laughs) it's it's actually starting to affect me (laughs) dude you know how you hard reset your youtube algorithm that i found out the hard way is i um there was something there was some clip and it was fucking mizkiff do you watch any mizkiff or know who mizkiff is the streamer i don't think so oh god dude so mizkiff is like I, I like Ms. Kiff because I'm just a fucking idiot and have bad taste in most things. But um, 
<laughs> so one of his videos was recommended and like normally I'm like, dude, his video, like I don't even want to watch his clips. Like I don't even like admitting that I like him or that I even know he exists. But this one sure. particularly, I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, okay, clicked it. And now my whole YouTube feed is just streamers again. And I'm like, God damn yeah. it. Like, God damn it, dude. It's just like, just so many stream clips and everything. And it's like, okay. <laughs> there's the there's the great reset. YouTube's like, yeah. oh, you like streaming? Here's every streamer clip that's ever existed. I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, like such boring shit. And you're just like, Ugh. yeah. No, I don't. I'm not that into this. Like, I yeah. watched. My, the problem is, is like, uh, the guy who I like to watch who plays video games on YouTube, Northern Lion. Um, he uh just finished playing Elden Ring. Therefore, like. I should probably just turn on his Elden Ring playthrough again and like not be worried about it. Um, but like now I'm like lost. I'm like, what, oh, what do I watch now? And then it's just, it's recommending horrible stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so I begin. Don't do that to yourself, people. Just don't <laughs> do it. Don't click on it. Don't. It's like, it's almost as bad as clicking on one of those like, fishing messages where it's like a girl showing her like thonged butt and it's like you know uh i've got photos for you and you're like oh i want to see more photos and you click it and it steals your identity it's like that only it just steals your time and energy which is maybe worse <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah so my algorithm is fucked right now except for it is recommending me a bunch of asmongold videos and i love asmongold i love that I don't guy know if i know them really dude asmongold is great he's the dude he's the crazy guy who's like missing one of his like canine or incisors or whatever these teeth is who plays world of warcraft and he's got like long hair asmongold is classic dude classic <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some asmongold clips he's actually right. i can't right. get enough asmongold ever so that is that is a, a benefit of the hard YouTube algorithm reset that I accidentally yeah. did is now Asmongold is all over my recommend page. And I'm like, I'll watch that guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So how have you well, been? Yeah. Well, let's, let's do, let's do a two, two for here. Let's talk about the topic real quick. Oh, this week. Like, ow, because ow, like ow, my, ow. all of my stuff goes into this topic. Um, okay. And, and, uh, besides, uh, working, which actually kind of goes into this topic. It's, it's really bizarre. Um, so last episode we talked a lot we had we had a bunch of we had a, a spicy episode we did which i was like nervous people were gonna like be like oh i don't know about this shit um and maybe some people were but they they weren't vocalizing it but i got more comments in like private chats and you know more discussions in the discord about that episode than on previous episodes you know everybody's like oh that's such a great show like i love what you guys are doing this one like people were like oh this hit me right in the feels <laughs> and um and you know like the 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 algorithm and just like playing to try to have some sort of like internet relevancy is really difficult and um and mentally is extremely draining and is something that um you know i think that we all need to we, like, like i said we're we haven't quite figured out where we are at in the internet life um and so like i highly recommend unplugging like i got my digimon x i've been taking care of digimon instead of like scrolling facebook and you know doing shit like that that like uh i you know hate and it drives me nuts uh in the last week let's see here i finished my model uh of ava 01 
and now I just need to get it on a plinth. But I went through and I added, I don't know if you can see this here, I added uh, awesome. um, Is that fluorescent some, yeah. pigment to it. So like all the edge highlights actually glow in the dark too. Um, and so it can kind of have this whole, whole different life on a stand. And, you know, it's very anime style, even though it's like very miniature painting style in the same way. Like pretty, pretty stoked about that. Really, you know, what, what we talked about last week, you know, was like, like what it's like to get back to a friend, like an old friend that you haven't visited in a while. And the holistic nature of like taking care of yourself and thinking, thinking about your time in a way that, um, you know, respects your creative outlets and, you know, and even just like your, your, your downtime, like truthfully, mm -hmm. we, we are so turned on all the time and I'm not just like talking like, you know, there's like fucking <laughs> sexual turn on. It's like the actual engaged all the time. Something is always vying for your wallet. Something's always vying for your uh, attention. Something is always like vying for your outrage or your outcry of which like we're in a really dynamic time. Like there's an actual, the next time you feel triggered by something stupid and you are typing out a whole thing and you want to like send it in, just remember that there are people fucking dying right now in the world that don't fucking deserve it by uh, a country that's invading another country and that your life actually doesn't suck and that you're really actually not that mad at it <laughs> like like there there are things happening in this world that are so emotionally crushing that um you know truly I'm, i i encourage i encourage and I implore all of you to protect your fucking emotional spiritual energy and um and part of a way to do that is to get back to the basics get yeah. back to the things that you love uh um what's that song by matthew sweet uh you need to get back in the arms of a girlfriend you know and it's all about like <laughs> <laughs> it's all about like getting back to the basics and um and i'm all about taking you know just shutting it off like walking away like i hadn't i hadn't watched the news in so long because i was tired of the like the just everything sucks and that like like total self spiral that i was doing all the time over it and when when truthfully my life is going better than it ever has <laughs> like uh i passed my first uh um semester of college with 39 credits whoop, 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 whoop. that's insane that's like that's a year and a half of college i believe for reference isn't it, is it? one th one third of my bachelor's degree i did in basically four Sheesh. months <laughs> like that's nuts that is actually uh, and, insane congrats that's huge uh thank you thank you i already have passed my first class of my new term <laughs> like i wow. i am it, that that's amazing i got this new job that besides like the oddity of like the 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 moral aspect and the ethical aspect of casinos and the way that they impact communities um and you know people who are uh uh predisposed to be have addictive personalities and you know like full-on gambling addicts which like I'm in a casino at like seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning before the clientele comes in to clean and fix the machines and do all of that, which is awesome. It's actually like really cathartic and fun to like work on these machines. 
the second the tables do open people are there yeah <laughs> and like they've got like a great sense of humor they love talking with the the people at the tables like it's their community and you know like my my ex-business partner was very much like that of course he had the the means to be able to not like be in abject poverty because it, you know he had it under control but like he's an introvert that could for like a couple hours a week be an extrovert at the table where he could just sit down and talk with people and have it not matter have small talk actually worked for him you know like and i kind of celebrate that i love watching him do it it's it's um it's uh you know like i don't think it's all bad because i've seen the good and the fun that it can do and man when you hit it and you make some money it's kind of awesome um so like that that job while it's a little frustrating because like i can't legally work in the state of missouri until my gaming license come through so i'm like sitting here like studying machines and like going through like tests that this company's put up it's like remarkably fun and -hmm. very enjoyable but it's also like like all i want to do like i love repairing arcades i love doing shit like that it makes me feel good to fix stuff that was one of my favorite parts of picture mark picture framing was the like restoration and repair of picture frames because like it made you use your brain and you were engaged and even though it's the same thing every time it's not the same thing every time and so um like i really had missed that and like and just work in general i had missed working and you know so being able to work for the last two weeks has been awesome <laughs> it feels so good to get out of the house to move again uh like i just i don't know like i i had neglected the good the thing that i like to do and i like to work you know i don't have kids and um and i like to feel productive and if you leave me without a schedule or a reason to do stuff i start to i i emotionally spiral like i was not in a great zone and you know there was just a lot of internet drama going on at the same time too that i couldn't shut off i couldn't get away from it and the second that i was able to like refocus on work school suddenly all that stuff just like it's just like oh get this burden off my back throwing it away (laughs) and like and i got back to the things that like really made me happy uh you know uh, i i i think that it's so key to think about your life in a way that uh you know and 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 i and i get that you know we have the privilege to be able to do that we have the time we have the money we have whatever but like there there are things in this world like even with no money that can give you a purpose you know like say you don't have a whole lot of money back when i had like no money my wife and i like we volunteered for like all sorts of art organization things one so we could get into stuff for free (laughs) and see cool stuff but also to do something really nice with our time you know and like to see people being charitable and you know realize that everything's not as toxic you know there's there's all sorts of ways around your situation to be able to have enjoy life better and more fully and so like i don't know man like like i feel like the last two weeks since we've talked you know even though i was like i was on fire and hot the last time i feel like i feel like i found 
like I had turned a new leaf. I found a new me. And that new me is actually just the old me. Like, dude, I started playing guitar again. That's awesome. I like hated playing guitar for like 10 years. And like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's frustrating. It's hard. But I'm like, oh, I remember I used to be good at this. And it triggers all this like cool endorphins. And, you know, it just makes it makes my world less toxic by getting by getting back to an old friend <laughs> to get yeah. back in the saddle again. <laughs> Do you think that um, we're going to see more people revisiting old friends as COVID restrictions ease and things get back to normal? Because I feel like. I can really relate to a lot of this, but I feel like there's one of two reasons why, and this is a bit of a tangent rabbit hole, but one could be just going back to pre COVID. I feel like we both have had dramatically new and different life experiences because of COVID our hobbies changed what we did yeah. inside of our hobby changed. You know, yeah. I went from really only enjoying playing 40K and painting was a focus. But, you know, for me before COVID... It was it, a means to an end. You, you know, yeah. like, well, they want me to do this, so I guess I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I just, I painted, I'd slap up a couple pictures here and there on my Instagram. And this was before COVID. I had like, I had like 100 followers on Instagram before COVID. And I was definitely not into painting to make content around it like I, I dabbled in the youtube a bit but you know that was only just just before covid and then i was like i don't know if that's really for me but i think right. that once covid hit i had to re-examine what i was trying to gain from my hobbies so maybe that's why um i feel like now with kind of you know the ease of restrictions and things feeling more normal again that maybe a part of me is like revisiting the things that used to bring me joy right like i'm playing so much warhammer i bet i played like 12 to 15 warhammer games last month i'll probably hit wow i'll hit wow yeah i'll probably hit even so that's more like 800 hours of warhammer. <laughs> yeah i don't sleep anymore i have somehow figured out how to min max 48 hours of warhammer a day <laughs> i think i'm gonna get even more matches this month i have two grand tournaments this month and holy so, moly. yeah, dude, it's like popping off. And I'm like, holy shit, did I miss this? And I'm realizing now that the thing that I miss the most about it is connecting with like just the boys, like being the able boys, to spend yeah. time with like, you know, people who I would literally never meet outside of this hobby and just spending time with them is so yeah. uniquely impactful to my life to spend time and build those relationships. So that might be a part of what's going on with this reconnecting with old friends for me is like, I just am re-exposed to things that I haven't been for two years that brought right. me so much joy that then when they were gone, I didn't really realize maybe the potential negative impact that it was having because I kind of just filled that void like right away with something else. And now that I'm yeah. back to it, I'm like, oh, this is so rewarding. But the other thing that I think is interesting is like, I think that we've both had um, things happen with social media and I would say people's perspectives and people, you know, I guess internet drama, I guess. I mean, you alluded to it. I guess that's probably the best way to describe it. For yeah, me, I, don't, I don't know any other way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah, like, for me, that we makes... We didn't ask for it, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me re-examine why I do what I do when that happens. 
Sure. And maybe that's a part of it for me too. So maybe it's like a twofer, right? Like I've spent the last like, you know, couple months specifically just getting really amped about like playing Warhammer again and and things like work is full fully back. Like I am just fully yeah. back to pre-COVID work, which is busy. And it's like it's almost like I'm just relearning exactly what I used to do, like for like, you know, three years ago, up till sure. COVID hit. And now it's just like, okay. But do I have a different and unique perspective or are things changed because of the experiences I've had with social media? That's what I keep thinking about is like, do I have a unique outlook now or am I just revisiting what I used to do? Well, let, let me phrase a question like this. Like, what did, what did you lose during COVID? Uh, like, like for you, like you could no longer golf. You know, you, one of the things that you really loved is now gone. And the driven aspect of you that enjoys to work is now gone. And so you like, were like, well, there's now this like big hole in my soul. And like, I already do this thing that I really like. Like, and so you leaned hard into thing that you already really like and had really cool gains from it, built a whole new community. Um, and, you know, like actually became a part of something that wasn't part of your like hobby before you know like mm -hmm. you were only on the gaming side of warhammer and now like people are going to be messaging you for the rest of your life trying to fucking figure out how to get your you know grim dark aesthetic perfect and like that's really exciting because not only did you do something for yourself in that but you you gave uh you know ideas and inspiration to people who you didn't even know and you know like that brings value to people's life and um and i think that shit is like super important you know like i know it yeah. feels weird and like it hasn't always been fun and sometimes it's been downright painful but uh when you think about the, the positive aspects of what this last you know year uh oh man my guy just pooped this is just like Digimon's pooping all <laughs> over the place. The other day, I had seven poops. I was like, what just happened here? Um, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, I think that the, the, the benefit far outweighs the negative. But, you know, in some, in some aspects, you know, you have to look at, like, you know, the natural ebb and flow of a hobby. Like, you can't, if all you do is one thing for forever... Is it really even fun? Is mm -hmm. it just something, you know, like I've talked about this before, you know, Alistair Crowley talks about, um, you know, the only real magic, the magic of Thelema is the magic of free choice and will. Um, and so if you aren't using your mind to actively look at the thing that you're doing, you're just doing it out of habit because it's what you do, whether that's smoking a cigarette shooting heroin drinking beers eating tons of food and fucking dessert and bags of gummy bears that's my problem gummy bears um basically anything gummy um same whatever it is that you're doing without <laughs> without thought and you're just giving into like the primal impulse and you are no longer thinking as a as a human you're you're basically an animal at that point and there's nothing magical about what you're doing um you know you have to consider is this thing even fun is the time that i've put into it does it line up with the life that you have now because sometimes it just flat out doesn't you know like i love doing close-up card magic i was bad at it but i loved doing it um but at a certain point i i realized it's like i hit the wall that made sense for me to be like 
actually, I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> like we got Ruth Ann Chochi into the Magicians Hall of Fame. You know, we did, we went to Vegas. We got to meet fucking David Copperfield. <laughs> it was great. You know, mm-hmm. like what, what a cool thing. But then like, you know, and, and not every hobby has that, that like beautiful ending, you know, you can't like always put a bow on it and put it away on the shelf to be pulled out again at a later date. Sometimes it's bad, but there's always something else to, to, to look, look out on, you know, video games a lot of people you know like got super into video games uh and now they're like looking at the world and being like i need to get out of the house again and maybe go on a hike maybe the people who got into hikes are like man i'm actually kind of tired of going on hikes i need to play a video game (laughs) i am sick of walking (laughs) up this hill (laughs) like seriously when i see people running i'm like do you even like your knees? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's so I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I'm in this weird place where I'm I'm revisiting what I used to do, but I'm I've got this weird new perspective about it from the experiences that I've had. So it feels sure. like I'm revisiting an old friend, but not really. It's like I'm revisiting an old friend, but like in a new place which is very interesting like i think ah so it's like the next girlfriend and you're like maybe this is a thing (laughs) but yeah and you're like kind of playing with the idea of like maybe we're gonna get back together right (laughs) but they have the same name and the same color hair for some reason and you're like "Ah." yeah (laughs) did you get bangs between here and there (laughs) are you okay (laughs) yeah so it's, it's interesting like my experience playing warhammer is different now than it was before COVID because of what's happened since COVID. But on the table, it's the same thing. You know, the addition of the game has changed, which is a whole different conversation, but at the core, what it is hasn't changed, but it's my experience is different because sometimes people just know who I am when I play them, which is very interesting Um, that's a weird new experience that I'm still trying to figure out. And the other thing is, I think that I have a much deeper appreciation for what's actually happening that I didn't before. Like, I think that I know the emotional impact that it, that this game has for me to just be able to like spend time connecting with people and both doing something that we enjoy it. And it's the types of people that you would never meet. You would never hang out with this person. You would never know them for any other reason. Like I would never cross paths with this person ever, but we have the same hobby and it, I don't know. I feel like I have a whole new appreciation for how important that is to both of us during that match. And it's, I don't know. I feel like although I'm revisiting an old friend, it's totally different, but in like a, a much better way. Well, I think that you just have like a perspective on what you were doing, you know, like I, that was mo- one of my favorite parts of playing Warhammer was like one week I'm playing a cop and mm-hmm. the cop, he played Ultramarines. <laughs> he was the boys in blue <laughs> and, um, you know, really played with the, the military like mindset of a police officer. It was very interesting. I got mm-hmm. to, excuse me, I've got all these hiccups right now. I got to learn his his patterns and stuff. And then like the next week I'm playing a lawyer and the lawyer was all chaos. Like <laughs> everything was chaos. And it was like specifically chaos demons because he was like, yeah, they do weird stuff. And 
mentally it makes a lot of sense you know the the engineer who played um who uh he was i think white scars uh you know like he had a really specific chapter you know in um in the space marines and you know it's just all these different walks of life that you wouldn't interact with before i mean i think that that's really important you know it keeps you it keeps you from being in your echo chamber and your bubble sometimes it can be a little painful and weird but i think generally it's a pretty good thing you know mm -hmm. especially when you realize that like these people aren't monsters these people aren't you know bad guys <laughs> and uh you know just because you might not not have complete uh aligning ideas doesn't mean that you can't see eye to eye with a human and you know meet them uh halfway you know and they'll meet you halfway and you know i think that that that's a man that's something that's really important in this world that like we totally lost in covid mm -hmm. like the outrage mentality and i don't I, I don't like using cancel culture i don't like using the social justice warrior i think all that shit's like real reductive and shitty to say um but i think that like we leaned really heavy into outrage and like i was talking with my mother-in-law this weekend and she she always is trying to bait me into some sort of fight she just is and um and mallory finally got to see it <laughs> and she like and and she's like she is constantly coming after you and like there's stuff in my father's past that um sucks are not optimal you know like alcoholism uh histories of abuse uh you know that like on paper you know on paper if you read it out out loud you're like god this guy was a monster and truthfully he was just a guy doing the best that he could and she kept on being like trying to like one uh you know and, and and saying that like you know i should feel mad at my dad now and i'm like no i actually have a better relationship with my father now than i ever have it took two thousand miles to do it and it took 16 years of being away but i have a really good relationship with my dad and it's because i can talk about those things that hurt mm -hmm. i can talk about the pain and we can uh um and, you know, sometimes it's just not even worth bringing up because, like, he doesn't even remember it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that, like, something that was damaging to me, he doesn't even remember. And, you know, 30 years later, what are you supposed to do? You can't make right for 30 years. You know, mm -hmm. it just is what it is. So it is our responsibility to, um, you know, grow a thicker skin, understand that we survived it, and moved on. And, like, I realized that I no longer want to just be mad anymore at people and people who like i think have done things wrong and probably should be called out i'm kind of like but maybe not like who am i i'm i'm not a fucking judge and jury you know and i think we all got way into that during covid we, we all got on a high horse and truthfully none of us even fucking belonged uh, you know on a high horse like we we were we're all just people and so i think I think for me, like getting getting away from the outrage that happens in isolation. Truthfully, I think it's the outrage of isolation is what mm -hmm. we're all combating and it hurts all of us and getting back into something that makes sense, getting back into something that is warm and it's like sunshine, like like strumming, strumming a guitar again and it like i got this little mandolin guitar small because like i want to be able to like 
throw it in my car easily, take it out to a park, maybe even ride on a one wheel with it. I didn't want a big acoustic oh, guitar. Oh shit. Yeah. One wheel Madeline's uh, content in the future, by the way. Dude, I'm thinking it. I'm thinking so. <laughs> and so like and it's so it's tuned an octave higher. So it is the exact same as a re regular guitar, just a soprano. It's higher. Um and I strum like my favorite chord is A minor. It's beautiful. It's edgy. It's sad. I love it. And and I strum my first A minor on it. And just like that, like sound, and it hit me and it's different. It's something new, but it's still the same. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, like what, what will this new tool give me? What will the new future of this be? And I don't know, if, like if I will record much on it in this new album I'm doing, but like, I, I like wrote like three songs like within the first week of it like actually things that are fleshed out and different and weird and it's just like huh like this is not what i was expecting and i think that that re revisiting of something that i once loved and spent you know like i realized like i started seriously playing guitar when i was 14 years old mm -hmm. so i have now played guitar uh, for 24 years of my life. <laughs> like, I have now played music, uh, you know, more uh, like like the vast majority of my life. And getting back to that is so important and mm -hmm. so powerful because um, I'm speaking a whole new language again. And it's something that, um, you, you know, people can listen to it and be impacted by it, but if you really know what's going on and you're listening and engaged, you know, like it can be, it can be transformative. You know, like I really got into this band Sub Rosa and I was like talking with my uncle about music and, you know, I've been analyzing like the things that I like and the things that he likes and the things that my uncle who got us into metal really likes. And my uncle who got us into metal really likes obnoxious, just like, you know super guitar dork music that's like extreme and almost unlistenable <laughs> like there's something about it that's like interesting but also it feels like add the musical like mm -hmm. in, in in not a way that i uh, relate to because it's kind of too organized um and when i look at things like Sabrosa, which are like it's like they have, you know, $7.32 in their pocket. And every time they play a new note, it costs them like 75 cents. So they're like, you know, let's like, let's make the most of this one note. <laughs> like the, the sheer efficiency of, of the, the, their scales and the, the tones that they're working in to the point where like, it's super evocative and like, it's emotional listening to them. And like, mm -hmm. You know, you hear that one note and then suddenly when they finally change it, it's like, oh, this is amazing. You know, and they, they didn't do anything special. It took zero skill to go bomb, bomb, you know, like, it, but that change, that interval change was so impactful. And I, and I think about these, the, the language that is given through music. I hadn't thought about that in so long. <laughs> I hadn't thought about the way music makes you feel when you're when you're actively like like everything that i was doing with synthesizers was it yeah it was evocative but because it's kind of more generative and doing it and i felt like a pilot mm -hmm. like i felt detached from that aspect of the music 
when you're actually playing it, you know, you're like thinking about what that means and you're learning songs, learning old Rolling Stone songs, learning Sarah McLaughlin. Oh my God. Possession. I learned possession on guitar. Like that's a sexy song, but when it is sung by a guy, it is no longer sexy. <laughs> it is actually kind of scary. The the l- lyrics of the chorus are, I will hold, I will be the one to hold you down and kiss you so hard. I'll take your breath away. After that, I'll wipe away the tears. Just close your eyes, dear. That is hardcore. That is a fucking hardcore like lyric about <laughs> uh, possession and obsession. It is right. dark and it's intense. But when you hear Sarah McLaughlin singing, you're like, I want a girl to do that to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> nobody is asking a guy to do that to them right now <laughs> yeah yeah the list of so, people who are like please do that is is zero or two somewhere yeah, in between. yeah it's 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 less than five for certain <laughs> so um you know like i know that that's kind of like a weird tangent but like these these are the things that come from revi- revisiting something that you were well versed in the conversations of uh, what it means to do it. And like it, I think it is really important to, um, to revisit things and get back into the, the saddle again, get, get back up on that, uh, that horse and ride it on that dusty trail until the next stop that it makes sense to get off. Because the cool thing about old hobbies, old habits, old, old stuff, as long as it's healthy, <laughs> um, they always are there. Mm-hmm. you know like it's always something that you can come back to they aren't mad at you that you've been gone for a while you know like that that's the best part about hobbies they aren't they don't sit there and look at you and be like why did you leave us it's not like your digimon that's like covered in seven poops it's <laughs> it needs it needs you right now like the guitar will be there right. <laughs> you know like the only time the guitar won't be there is if like you lose both of your hands and then at that point I've seen videos of people learning guitar with their feet and, you know, like if it's important to you, you, you'll figure it out. You know, I watched a video of this guy who was born with a a spine disorder and he plays street fighter uh, competitively and he plays with his fucking mouth. And like, it's incredible. Like he just puts like an Xbox controller up to his face and he like chins it and lips it. And like, it's it's insane looking you're like how is this possible but he like wins tournaments and like this one guy was talking shit on him and he just like he cleaned the house like totally wiped the floor with him i was like damn this dude this dude loves this video game that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah it's super i don't know i've i feel like the next year more people are going to be having these experiences is revisiting what things were like before. And and I think that it's important to get back to what we used to do before, but with a new perspective, I think that if we, if we ignore what we've learned, then COVID was certainly for waste, you know, then there was nothing positive to come out of it. But if we right. bring some of these new perspectives with us and like what's changed over the last couple of years, when we decide to revisit old things, old friends, old hobbies, whatever, I think that the experience will be certainly different. And I would probably imagine in some cases better. Sure. What What's a perspective that you'll hold on to? I think just the 
the joy of spending time with people that I would not normally. I think that I have okay. a very new, a, I have a deep new appreciation for being more aware that the people that I spend time with, you know, specifically in Warhammer, um, but also just in work and in other places, you know, the, the clients that I work with are other people that I would never cross paths with these people if it weren't for this one specific thing happening right now and being more uh, appreciative of that. Like the fact that we have collided, you know, and for whatever reason in this moment, we're now having a discussion. And that's something that I think that I didn't really notice or appreciate before COVID before these things just weren't possible. It wasn't possible to sure. get together and hang out or to get to know somebody in person like that. And now that it's happening again, I think I have a new appreciation for it because it's, yeah, it's, it's happening again. It's somebody that I would never spend time with, you know, whether it's here or something that's happened since COVID is, you know, I've made painter friends around the world. And that's given me a unique perspective. You know, I was painting in Discord the other day with Calf, Calf Miniature Painting. And I was like, dude, isn't it weird that we paint together on Discord? Like we would never hang out. Like I, I would never even know that you exist, but our paths mm -hmm. have crossed in the grim dark on Instagram painting scene. And yeah. now <laughs> we're friends. And now we can just hang out and virtually paint together, which like, what the hell? That would have yeah. never happened before COVID. And to me, that's, I don't know. I just have a unique new appreciation of the potential for interacting with people that I wouldn't have. I think that I would have interacted with them, but now I think I'm noticing it. I'm like, we would have never interacted. And I can appreciate that now about the time that we do share. So I think that's probably sure. the primary perspective, whether it's in the hobbies that I'm a part of or, or in work or just in life. I think it's just appreciating the fact that where you are at any given point in time, somebody else, if they're there, they have a different perspective or there's a, they're a different person than you and that it's very interesting to spend time with them. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I really miss having, having that community. Um, but uh, I think my takeaway is something that uh, I didn't I didn't know that would be a thing is that, um, you know, I should probably trust my intuition a lot more <laughs> like like I walked out of covid, you know, this is this last two and a half years, you know, like like I said, we're year three year three post pandemic where we, we, we had our, our year zero year one, you know, this is actually, you know, if you start at zero, this is year two, but we start at one in the United States. This isn't, this, <laughs> you know, everything starts at one. We don't, we don't think about zero. That's, that's, that's too existential. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're walking into, you know, year three of this pandemic. And I realized that like my intuition of, um, of people and things and time are actually pretty accurate like again my my mother-in-law was trying to you know kind of bait me into like weird feelings and saying something that she can like you know pull a fight on um you know because like you know my business and partner and i like we ended on good terms but there was like a moment of real intense hostility from both sides 
of which like it caused me to like get physically ill um that's where my kidney issues happened like i didn't sleep for three days just started going crazy my body was like and you know you were gonna get you real sick and you actually need to take a month off <laughs> mm -hmm. and so um like i sat down with that stuff and i realized that like this business that like you know it's his family's business and like even though i had claimed it as my own being there which is part of my problem uh you know like that that i, I claim something that i never really had a right to um you know i was able to say even though i love this i love my friend more and i would rather have a friend than a business because truth be told like uh, I love picture framing, but that is like a zero sum game. Eventually, like, like you will outlive the competition or you'll just burn out. And I, I fucking burnt out, <laughs> you know, I outlived the competition and then burnt out, you know, like I, I hit that wall after 11 years. And so I used that time and, you know, like everybody gets weird about like putting themselves in, in a position of, um, you know, extreme flux and changing their habits and changing their work and changing their money source and changing their outlook. And like, you know, we all, the devil that, you know, you know, the grass is always greener and you just kind of stay in the situation that you're at. Um, and I, I learned that my intuition of things is actually like pretty accurate. You know, mm -hmm. that's something that I don't think I would have had if it wasn't for COVID and, uh, you know, being able to, um, you know, have the relationship I have with my wife, the relationship I have with my old business partner and best friend, and you know my my old coworkers. Like I I realized that like this is the, the everything I did was right. You know every, the reasons I did it were right, and um, while maybe not completely altruistic, in the end, I think it was absolutely what was better best for everybody, and that's something that um, you know, if COVID wouldn't have happened, I just would have been. I think I just would have been really fucking bitter. Mm -hmm. I think I would have been if this would have happened with uh without uh without a covid. I think I would have walked away like really jaded. And I don't feel jaded. I feel sated. You know, I feel I feel like I closed a chapter the proper way. And that's like great. That's gr that's fucking growth. Like my my old way was like, well, Here's a bridge. I got a can of gasoline. I should probably fucking light this bridge on fire. You know, <laughs> Let's be on. done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and while I'm not not saying that there isn't like a little bit of, you know, heat in, involved with anything, like I don't know. Like I think that 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 takeaway, learning that my intuition's right, something's wrong, like actually do it. Be able be vulnerable enough to talk to a fucking therapist i'm like i'm i'm starting to get really um i'm frustrated maybe disappointed i've got a lot of friends going through a lot of really incredible things and like i want them all to see a therapist and they're all like nah it doesn't work for me and i'm like don't be a fucking dude about it like there's a reason like is even even if you understand why therapy works there's uh, you know i i, I equate it to this like a mechanic always has a broken car in his driveway because he's too busy fixing other people's shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you are always spending time fixing other people's shit and not spending enough time working on your own. Yeah. That's why therapy is really helpful. And, um, 
Oh, excuse me. So like, I think about, I think about some of my friends. I'm just like, you should go, you should have someone to talk to. Like your relationships will be better because of it. You, you know, even if they don't solve your problems, the fact that you have someone else to offload all that shit and negativity onto is like pretty great for your wife. <laughs> pretty great for like your close friends. Um, yeah. And so like, I think that, you know, with, with all the mental health issues and, and, you know, like that's my wish on this world is that like coming out of this, more people would have been like cozier with talking to someone. And unfortunately I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> I think the people who are, who are into it are into it and the people who aren't will probably always be not. And that, mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah. I think that's sadly probably true. Right. I think that, yeah. I think that we have actually made a huge step forward in, um, you know, emotional intelligence and the mental health crisis awareness, but I don't yeah. think that we've necessarily made a step forward in progressing on those topics. I think more people are aware of them than ever, but yeah, yeah it really comes down to people's willingness to experiment and try it and, and to actually take some of these things seriously before yeah. we can see progress. But I think I think more people are more aware of the need for it, but yeah, it's to your yeah. point, people just taking it seriously and doing it. I think one of the s sad things that I saw a lot during COVID is like, because of my mental health issues, this is the reason I am the way that I am. And which is a really good way to understand the way somebody does. It also like doesn't excuse really bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And like, um, you know, and I think that like the internet uh, is there, they're, they're their attention spans a little too short so they give people passes when they you know like your behavior is still pretty shitty like just because you're in a bad spot doesn't mean like you can't be a decent human being um so like i would always encourage people to like before they hop on someone's mental health bandwagon like either do a little bit of research or just like don't hop on anybody's <laughs> mental health you know bandwagon I, I like i'm i'm in this zone now where i'm like that's your journey like mm -hmm. I, i'll I'll be here on the sidelines, but if you know you're being shitty, just because you're having a mental health crisis doesn't mean that I have to fucking, you know, celebrate your fucking mental health. And we're, this isn't a race to the bottom to see who's the worst because, right. like, you know, guess what? You're gonna win that one. <laughs> like, my game is um, take care of myself. You know, be supportive, but like, I don't. I'm no longer getting into the the internet shit of that like it just doesn't it's it's too dangerous mentally and too dangerous um just like publicly the the way that it, it changes you're just like like how how did the landscape shift like when when it did we say that this uh behavior is okay you know mm -hmm. like that's that's stuff that i've really like walking away from like you know with covid for going huh like that's weird. <laughs> this is really weird. This is not. This is not what we uh, um, signed up for in the beginning. And uh, so you know, I, I I don't know. That that's another thing I've learned. You know, and especially like taking time to revisit old friends will give you perspective on the new stuff. Like yeah, your old stuff will make you think about where you're at now. And like, are you really happy with it? Like maybe you're not. Like I miss streaming but I'm too busy to stream right mm -hmm. now. I just like, I can't do it. Uh, school is too much. Work is too much. And uh, saving whatever little bit of hobby time I have just for my own like mental recharge 
it's just the way that it is. Like I have to, I have to protect, I have to protect this and I have to protect this. I'm pointing bad radio pointing <laughs> to my head. I have to protect, protect my head and I have to protect my heart Yeah, because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fixer. I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who wants to do things with everybody all the time, you know? Um, and I, I, I just can't. And the older I get, the more obvious it is. And the old me is informing the new me like, Oh yeah, there's a reason why you didn't do this beforehand. <laughs> totally. I think it's, yeah, it's really important to understand that line where, mm -hmm. you know, cause I feel the same with streaming, right? Like I, I think that I'm very critical of streaming and I have been on this podcast quite a bit about, you know, yeah, I don't know, look out, there's a bunch of things. It wasn't for me. And I think that there is a handful of things that I miss about it, but it's just not. You for were me. very good at it. Thanks. You were like you were you were you were an expert of entertaining people while entertaining yourself. And I think that that's all. <laughs> that's the key. Streaming really is. Yeah, you if know? you could talk to yourself for two hours, then you could stream. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's definitely the biggest aspect of it is I I don't have time. It cannot fit what I need, and that's the primary reason why I don't do it. And then I think I could list you. 50 other reasons why I think it's good for me to not be a part of that community and to not be doing it. But there is a handful of reasons that, that it is cool. But yeah, and I think, yeah, when you, when you visit an old friend or unvisit a friend, I think that that gains you perspective to your point. So like, yeah. what's, uh, do you have any, maybe we'll, let's two for it. Let's two for one. We're having a sale two for one. Hell um, yeah. What's a going out of business? Everything's a dollar. <laughs> what's an old friend you've recently revisited and an old friend you'd like to revisit? Um, so an old friend I recently revisited, which is also my thing to make me feel uh happy, uh, you know, my, my positive thing for the end of the episode is uh Hanafida cards. Um, <laughs> my love for I don't even know yeah. what that is. So it is a Japanese card game that the okay. Yakuza made. Um, it's it, called Koi Koi. Uh, it's, uh, and the cards are really interesting. They are like super thick on cardboard and they're small. And instead of numbers, they're uh, flowers and like, you know, poetry, uh, poem scrolls and things like that. And animals from the, the, um, the culture of Japan. Um, I started getting back into that because like, I I love part of the reason that you love war games is because you get to be on the other side of a table of somebody and do something for hours. That's, you know, this like thing that you think about and you build an army and you're building this narrative in your head. You know, it's 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 fun and engrossing. I don't really love that aspect of the game, but mm -hmm. I love playing games with people. Um, so like the actively playing games is great, but kind of like building the list, doing all that fucking nerd shit on the way up. I'm like, <laughs> um, and like things like magic, the gathering, it's too much for me as well. You know, like sometimes all you need is a deck of cards. I love playing cards and I love stuff like that. I love board games, you know, things that are like, small that's why i like like small skirmish war games because you don't have all of that building but uh hanafida and koi koi 
is such a great time. Like I'd sit there and play on an app on my phone with people in Japan and all over the world. It's great. I love it. Um, but I want to sit down across from the table and share that with friends. And like, like I miss that. And I want to do more of that. I want to do more things that are small. Like you can play a game of Koi Koi in like five minutes and you're like, okay, that was fine. You move on. Or you could play it all night long. Like, you know, you know, the yakuza would do and you know they gamble all their earnings and chop off fingers they were they were hardcore about it but it, it made me also realize that like i miss i miss the days of really being into japanese culture and japanese history part of my 40th anniversary 40th anniversary my 40th anniversary on this earth my 40th birthday is um i want to go to japan and so i um we have saved money from the sale of the business to go to Japan because um, it's expensive. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially for don't know anybody over there, you're going to be spending a lot of money on travel and hotels and food. And so, like, I just, we just got money saved and set aside for it. And so um, I'm really excited to be able to go to Japan uh, for my 40th and, um, you know, immerse myself in the culture for like a week, a week and a half. And uh, part of that was like getting back into this like Hanafta cards these are made by nintendo by the way this like i don't know if you hmm. can see that on there like this is what made nintendo uh in like the 1800s i think 1889 or something like that okay yeah 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 so that was like their their thing <laughs> they made playing cards before they made anything else and they were making cards for the for the yakuza their their whole thing is they had to play with a new deck every single time so they they just bought cards like crazy from Nintendo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool actually. And Nintendo still makes them, and for some reason they got this like a Napoleon looking motherfucker on this thing, <laughs> and, and it's great. Like I, I I love it, and it, it's fun. I encourage all of you guys to try it and play it, and uh, you know, um, like learn learn something from a new culture. Like that's it's um a new old culture. Yeah, uh, it's it's really satisfying. <laughs> What about you? What 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 what's new and what 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 are you feeling that you're missing and want to get into? Um so this is new from yesterday and I don't I'm going to redo it. But um I started painting a larger model. Oh shit. Yeah. What is that? It's a 3D print uh from uh, okay. Bestara Miniatures. Um okay. but like it's like this like weird like inquisitory looking dude bro. You know, oh, yeah. working around. He's got like you know these tubes coming out. Like he's it's very like Mad Max meets an Inquisitor kind of vibe. And I was like, oh, I sure. really like that. So I'm revisiting non-metallic metal painting, and I haven't done it in. It's I bet it's been almost exactly two years since I painted a non-metallic metal piece, and sure. I am rusty as shit. I yeah. am like, holy cow! I forgot about all of this. I'm like used to hammering out an army in a couple weeks and I'm like, it would take me two months to paint this piece. And so <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, it's revisiting something, but then kind of being rehumbled by the challenge of it. Cause yeah, I haven't done it. And it's not that I'm unfamiliar with non-metallics. I've painted a few non-metallic pieces uh, yeah. that I think have gone pretty well. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of a recent revisiting an old friend is just getting back into display style painting, higher end technique stuff, instead of just trying to just speed paint an army and cover it in streak and grime and sell it on the internet for thousands of dollars. But uh, so that's a different experience is, is just trying to, you know, kind of build something around taking my time just for the, the art of doing it. 
And uh, so that's a recent thing. But something I want to get back into, we're just coming off of the most important weekend in golf. The Masters tournament just finished. So oh, yeah. I really want to Tiger get... just had like the worst round in his entire career. Which, he did. Like, uh, I, I, the schadenfreude of watching like a, a, the, a, a king fall, like I, I can't help it. Like I always love watching somebody who has dominated, not dominate. Cause I want other people to have a fucking chance. So, <laughs> Truthfully. so he secretly dominated this weekend. Did he secretly? And here's why, because, uh, he got in a rollover flip. His SUV basically died car crash a year and a half it ago. Was bad. It was extremely bad. Yeah. And he, um, there was there was a couple days there where there was various serious discussions about is Tiger Woods going to have his leg amputated? Oh wow! And um, so this is his first competitive golf event since that, and he made the cut. So he made it to the weekend, which means he was in the top half of the field. He was in tenth place after the first day. So yes, he did not win. He yeah, he did have the highest scoring single day he's ever had this tournament but in a weird way he won that tournament just by being there and like just especially making it to the cut was such a huge deal um but yeah it was very interesting and his post-round interviews were really very his perspective is very different and i think that he's very like the rest of the golf world he's very much like i literally just can't even believe i'm here like the yeah. fact that I am just here playing golf is insane. And uh, so that was cool to see, but it was, you know, the masters is the weekend of golf. And so it's always nice to watch it. It's kind of the kickoff to golf season for everybody. And I think that this golf season will finally feel different than the last two. And I think what's happened with COVID and golf is it's fantastic to see the game grow, but the game grew at a rate that's just incredibly unproductive for people who are already a part of that community because people who are already golfers are now not able to make tee times because it's packed. It's packed. Like last summer, you just couldn't get on a golf course and uh, it was so packed. It was insane. Um, And it's a lot of that came from peak COVID when there was like only about four things that you were allowed to do. And golf was one of them. Cause it's outside. It's outside. You're, outside, yeah. you're always six feet away from somebody else. There's no way you're that close. <laughs> and so, uh, it was kind of like almost the perfect COVID activity, which, uh, blew up the game. It was more popular than it's ever been among people wanting to learn it. Just get outside, find something to do, which is great sure. for the game's longevity, but it is, very hard on the infrastructure in place to grow that rapidly when it's it's a declining industry and all of a sudden it's booming the infrastructure is not set up for that so there's not enough courses to house that many people there's not enough uh there's not enough people with foresight in the golf industry to have a smart booking system making a tea time is literally I could I could go on a forty five minute rant about how horrible making a tea time is in the, (laughs) the city of Denver's website it is Sure. It is so archaic and there's just, you know, I, I, we have a, a public golf course in forest park here of which like I go ride my one wheel in when the weather's really nice. Like I, the park is close enough that I can ride there and I can ride around and come home. And uh, yeah, when it's nice there and even when it's kind of not nice, just that the amount of people playing golf was at more than I've ever seen there, um, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, there's been new developments in golf. What's the one where like you it, it's kind of like um, like lacrosse, but it's also golf. 
and you like fling fling the golf ball. I've never seen that. You never seen it? No. It's it's basically like fast golf, huh. and uh, and you run down the field and you hit it and you fling it and you know so it's it's just oh, like shit. speed golf essentially. Hmm. Uh, it looks awesome. Maybe it's called field golf. I don't know. Uh, I, and I was like, see now that somebody's thinking <laughs> that I can get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, run through it. Speed golf. That's what I'd like to get back more into this year. Like, I think that we'll see who's, we'll see the hardos that want to stick around after COVID golf to, to really play this season out. But I'm hoping sure. it gets a little bit more toned down. And I'm hoping that some of these golf courses have had the last two years to adapt, to make it a more friendly player experience again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd really like to spend more time just back on the course, just back out there. And I think it's more conducive to, um, my job as well, you know, like golf plays really well into my job. So there's uh there'll be more of me out there, which is going to be good. Yeah. It's just going to be, uh, an interesting retransition back into it. Cause I really haven't played much the last couple of years. Well, I've played a handful of times. My boss is my direct supervisor is way into golf. And I have never once ever thought it would be fun to get into golf because I've never had a reason to, I've never had like that, like, you know, I should go out and, and schmooze somebody and like play a thing. And now I'm kind of having this moment of like, I could see myself playing golf because like, I think politically it makes sense to, to, you know, I can't, you can't expect everybody to meet you on your level. You have to sometimes go to them. And I think, um, you know, just knowing the way that like he barely gets to have any free time to do anything. If like I could do something like that and like, give him the hobby that he likes like i think that that would be a, a gift to a manager like beyond anything else like that he would like act, you know beyond just me just doing my basic good job like that would be the thing that would be like i really needed this mm -hmm. <laughs> and i and i think that that would be something that i would sacrifice my own time for just because i think that um i like learning new things i like trying new things <laughs> you know why not yeah, it's from a business perspective, it is certainly a language that's important to learn because it is yeah. it is its own thing. It is its own unique hold in the world of business that will it'll yeah. never leave. And it's yeah. it is something that even if you are not interested in playing it, it's important to know why it exists and why it's important to people. It, I actually had this discussion on Sunday. Uh, some of my wife's uh, my wife's aunt and uh, some of her friends came by and uh, they were asking, they're like, they're, they were talking to me and then, you know, golf came up and they're like, you seem like way too chill to be into golf. And I'm like, well, golf <laughs> is the chillest, like golf is it. Yeah, and they're like, well, well, what is it about it? And it's like, golf is like art, like in a very cheesy way it is. And it's, it's the closest game that resembles life that exists. You know, like you have, you are literally playing against yourself. Um, and I think that it's, you'll get, there's a great saying about golf and that why it's so much like life that you get good breaks from bad shots and you get bad breaks from good shots. And that's, that's life. Sometimes you hit the perfect shot. And if you hit it too perfect and you hit the flagpole in the air, your ball will bounce 40 yards in the wrong direction. Right. And that's, you hit a perfect shot and you're brutally punished for it. And that's, that's why it's so similar to life. And I think that 
that's what I think is so important about business and the relation to it is that it's like, there's very, you have these experiences where you did everything in your power and it went completely sideways and then you have to react to it. Then you still have to get up and hit another shot. And that's what's so interesting about it. And I think what draws so many, especially salespeople to golf is that it is, you can give the perfect sales pitch. You could do everything in your power and they might just not be interested. And sure. I think that there's a lot of parallels more than any other sport to life than there is, you know, golf just in a lot of ways represents life. And I think that's, what's so interesting about it. So I think it's important to understand hmm. the language of it and understand why people are into it. Um, and like, yeah, in your example with, with your, your manager being into it, it's, I bet a lot of people's managers are, a lot of people's yeah. managers are just interested in it. Maybe they play it, maybe they don't, but it's, it is certainly a very unique sport and game that, I don't know, it's definitely a language that I think is important for a lot of people to learn and then decide for themselves, like, hey, yeah. all right, this is boring as shit, dude. I don't want to do this, yeah. but it's important. I, I most certainly will be like Mark Twain, like, this is a great way to ruin a nice walk. Like, oh, 100%. I, like, I know just in my, like, ADD-ness, like, I, I will want to happy Gilmore it the entire time. And that's just a bad look. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, but like I said, I think that it would be worth trying. Like uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm done. I'm done being, I'm done. 2022, 2022 shit. I almost had my first time of not being able to say 2022, <laughs> uh, 2022. Um, I, I'm done with saying just flat out. No, <laughs> like I, I think I want to, understand people a little bit better and understand why they like things more um you know maybe that's a maybe that's a goal of something wholesome you know to spend time just kind of learning more about everybody just kind of in general uh you know i don't know i um i i i'm i'm still not stoked and or excited the way i am for like really dumb shit you know like my digimon <laughs> but um I think that the the time and effort actually could be really um really important to learn a new aspect learn a new hobby that um is more mainstream mm -hmm. i guess you know like I, I i'm the king of niche <laughs> but that isn't always a good thing <laughs> out of the big wide world of sports though golf is probably one of the most niche so you do have that trick up your sleeve it is very niche compared to major sports like football baseball basketball whatever yeah but you know i the the difference is like you do golf is a, a game that you play against yourself which mm -hmm. you know and that's that's why i think I, I i can understand the allure you know like where team sports football basketball baseball softball hockey <laughs> you know like those those are all things that i will never do <laughs> especially yeah. at this age like i'm not i'm, I'm not all about that game yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's super interesting. So that's something, yeah, I'd like to spend more time committing to and get, actually getting back to this year. I feel, I feel like there's been a lot of roadblocks and barriers the last couple of years that have made it, you know, as good as it is for the game to grow the way that it has, it has definitely made the player experience worse. So sure. it, it's good and bad, but I'm, I'm hoping this year things will calm down a little bit, or at least the courses have adapted better to the boom of business but that's yeah. putting a lot of faith in a bunch of old white guys to figure it out so yeah and it's don't 
don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. I, I'm that, that that's the other goal of 2022 is stop believing old white guys. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they, and, and they'll, they'll give you a lot of promises that get you part of the way there. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they don't have a great track record. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. And well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Some of them have a great track record, but only if you ask people with the same track record. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's it's very self-fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but is that what you're the most excited about is kind of repicking up some of these cards and these card games again? I just want to actually have people across the table from me. I mm -hmm. want to play games with people. That and that's something, you know, like since I don't drink anymore and like my one of my you know best friends here like i don't quite fit in their friend circle anymore plus you know one when you already have like an established friend circle that has like three or four couples it's adding another five or six you know adding two or three more new couples to it becomes crazy and it's just like too much and they all drink and i don't and so it's kind of like I, I would rather i have friends that really don't drink and um and i would like to do more things with them you know I, like i work with uh um one of them and over the last, you know, like five years, him and I have gotten really close because like as I stopped drinking and he never was a drinker, him and I became more friends and we're into nerd shit and board games. Like I want to do more stuff, you know, with him. And now I work with him and that's great. Like we can actually spend time. We joke a lot and we work a lot and we have very similar work ethic and like it's been great. He's been training me and you know, he's the new guy training the new guy. And, uh, and my boss is just like stoked that we're doing as well as we're doing because like he hasn't had to intervene and like, that's, that's really exciting. So I want to have more, more of that, that feeling outside of work, I think. Yeah. Noise, so, noise, noise. You got any, uh, closing thoughts that you'd like to say about revisiting an old friend? Um, just do it. I think take what you've learned from the last two years and bring a new perspective to something that you used to do because sure. If sure. Everybody's learned something in the last couple of years. And I think that it is so rewarding to pick up something that you haven't been able to do for whatever reason, but with a fresh new approach is so great. And I think just, yeah, have an open mind, learn from it. Um, and it, it will definitely be a different thing than you've experienced before, but in a new way that's just so rewarding. Yeah, dude, I 100% agree. And I would say also like be, um, be more gentle with yourself because like time is, you know, what, what's that line from Fleetwood Mac at Fleetwood Mac uh, landslide, or maybe it's just Stevie Nicks. I can't remember, you know, time's getting older. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting older. Uh, you know, like it's all, it's, you just gotta, you can't look at yourself like the way that you would have done it when you were 22. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm never playing grindcore again, <laughs> you know, like extreme death metal is probably not happening in my book. So uh, enjoy where you're at in it, you know, make sure you're, you be gentle with yourself because, um, the expectation of hitting old heights may not be there but enjoy where you're at, like learn, learn the new, the new piece of it. And then that, um, you know, whether that's music, whether that's in a sport, whether that's in, you know, competitive gaming, you know, art, learn something new in it and, and dive deep into that. And, um, and I'm, I'm sure it will fill your cup up. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. There we go. We did it. 
Two we and a half it. weeks. We did it. We're back, babies. The listeners yeah. don't know, but this is the closest we've ever been to not hitting a release deadline. Yeah. We've got we've gone from <laughs> at times two or three episodes up our sleeves to now this episode's out in like four days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like so like get that uploaded. Uh is there anything you want to leave us on? You got got anything you wanna um promote and, and get out there or what do you where are you at? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, okay. Get out there and, you know, support your local FLGS. It's uh hell yeah. Get out there and buy some miniatures and paint them and go play some more games with, with the crew. See how they're doing. 100%. Catch up. <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. Um, for me, I'm going to promote. Uh, so Hanafida, it's hard to find these. Like you just buy them off of Amazon. They're like 22 for a nice deck. It's like 20, 20 to 25 bucks. Um, but if you want to try it out and learn it, uh, there's an app that I found that is really good. It looks good and it's called Hanafida Koi Koi Dojo and it's a free app on Android. I imagine it's on iPhone as well. Um, and you just like have to watch ads every once in a while, but even then you don't really have to watch very many ads, but it'll get you in. It'll teach it. Try, try something from a different culture. Cause like the game's like over 200 years old. It's um, and it's a good game. I actually like really. It's a it's a good like two player strategic card game that um I think plays better than any Western card games that we have. You know, I'd I'd play Hanafida a hundred times over playing you know Texas Hold'em poker. So like, sit down. Like although like in a group it's a little bit more difficult. You kind of play teams like Pinochle. Um, which is fine. I kind of dig that too. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're one-on-one, it's like one of the best one-on-one experiences ever. So to, like, give it a try. It's free. Might as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, that was something wholesome back on the saddle again, revisiting an old friend. Thank you so much, Trenton. It's been great. Hanging Always out a pleasure you. Again, seeing I'm, you. Heath. Mr. Beautiful face, man. Miss yours, man. It's been, a. Uh... We're going to get back to it. We're recording all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to figure out the new schedule, the, the new, the new religion. We'll get into it. Like give, give this thing a couple more weeks of like this toddler figuring out how to walk on its own. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, right on buddy. Well, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Bye. Bye.